I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, feeling, imagining, connected, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. Today we're going to be talking about neighborhoods. What was your first memory of your neighborhood? Are there good memories of feeling close to people around you? Where neighbors were like extended family? You felt a belonging and cared about. As I was a kid, when I was a kid moving, growing up, we moved around a lot. I spent, though, my summers in Mound, Minnesota, where my mom was from. Her father, my grandfather, owned a local grocery store, and he loved to boast that he fed the neighborhoods. And he loved doing creative and zany sales, and everyone knew him as Uncle Jim, which made me feel like everyone in Mound was my cousin. And, and I was told stories about these wonderful ways he ran his business to get people in the door. And once they were there, they wanted to stay. Everyone felt like my grandpa was their Uncle Jim. You know, neighborhoods and good businesses and feeling connected make good community. And I think we're hungry for connection. But what does it mean to build community? What are roles? What are the ways that we're intentional about supporting the growth of community? How do we honor what we know in our gut? But it takes effort. Sometimes I think it takes stepping back and recreating and co-creating what can be better for all. And then going forward with what's maybe right for a greater good. And it can be done with fun and creativity and imagination. We all are connected. And we want to be something something more. We want to be part of something positive and caring that builds our future and the future of the next generation. Changes can be hard, but with fresh ideas, they can inspire us and give us energy to move forward with developing new connections while honoring the connections that have brought us to this place we are now. We can have a new meaning of neighborhood for the future. Today, we have the executive director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, Tabitha Montgomery, and she's going to be sharing about facilitating community engagement, embracing a diversity of voices, and fostering economic and community development in the Powderhorn Park neighborhood. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you, Lori. I am delighted to be here with you and your listeners. Um, I, this is going to be great. I am just excited that you're here, too. Uh, we've got lots of things to talk about. I, I, I'm excited about some interesting, new, creative things that you're going to be doing with businesses. But I want to start first with neighborness and neighborliness. And one of our conversations we had when we were getting ready for the show is you, you shared that neighborhood is deep work and thinking about neighborhood is deep work. What does that mean? You know, one of the things that uh, I have the opportunity to think about often um, over at the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association in conjunction with the staff and the board members is that neighborhood and neighborliness and community and connections run the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And for us, by keeping that at the forefront, then that helps to shape all of the work that we strive to do. So neighborliness is not just being kind and it's not just being welcoming. It's about understanding that being kind and being welcoming should be extended to everyone. Mm -hmm. And community runs the spectrum. Community could be something as simple as those that you see um, in your home or in your household. Or community might for you mean all of the households within that block or multiple blocks or within the city, right, or within the state. And so we are passionate at Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association about having a very broad view of community, of neighborhoods, of neighborliness, because then that helps us to always focus about how to bring in the most people into each of those things. And what brought you initially to Powderhorn Park? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we talked about this a little bit too. So uh -huh. during one of my transitions from my prior employer, um, <laughs> and, and it's all good, but I had started to think about where do I go next? What's the next step? And I've been so fortunate, really blessed, to be able to serve on several different boards in 
the Twin Cities, um, and I started thinking about what would it look like to be a part of mission-centric um, work? What would it look like to be really connected or rooted in community? And I began to think about um, myself growing up. I think the question that you posed at the top of the show was excellent in terms of, do we remember our first neighborhood? And I, I in fact, do. For me, neighborhood was my city block in Detroit, Michigan. Mm. Growing up, even right now, like I can hear the laughter, the big wheel, right? <laughs> yes. Like my father yelling at uh. me and my friends to stay off uh. his pristine uh. grass and understanding that every adult on that block had the, the right, the permission to reprimand me as they saw fit because there was so much trust um, within those 40 or so homes. And so I thought to myself, what would happen if I was a part of helping even just one person feel that connected, that rooted? That joy. Just to any one yeah. city block or to multiple city blocks and perhaps across Powderhorn or beyond Powderhorn into what we call Greater Powderhorn, which mm -hmm. consists of multiple neighborhoods. And then dare I say, um, Greater Powderhorn as a part of South Minneapolis and South Minneapolis a part of Minneapolis and of course Minneapolis a part of the entire state of Minnesota, then that would be tapping into this beautiful work of uplifting and contributing to the very best of us in community. And as you think about um, your mission uh, and looking at quality of life, you know, we talk about quality. What, what does that mean for you? What does that mean in building it at, at Powderhorn? What are quality, quality of life that you're inspiring? You know, I think that quality means that it is not just about quantity. It's not just about um, this idea of nothing happening that's um, hard or nothing that uh, could transpire in community that is unwanted. Quality, though, is about um, experiencing your life in a way that you have access to the resources that you need in order to face anything that comes up. Mm -hmm. So that's about having affordable and livable housing, regardless of where you are at in your career. That's about having access to an, a, a wide array of healthcare options right, from those that takes care of the body to that which takes care of the mind. Mm -hmm. That's about quality of life by having access to um, small businesses in your community where they know your name and some that they don't. That's about... That they remember what kind of coffee you like. Okay, or what kind of donut, perhaps. <laughs> and they have it ready for <laughs> you. I'm not trying to reveal too much. But <laughs> and, it's, and it's even about feeling um, safe, but not just from others, but this whole idea of holistic safety, mm -hmm. that, that means that even if we encounter problems or issues in our community, we're not so quick to toss aside, right, mm -hmm. those that we've given a face to the problem, right? Oh, mm -hmm. th they're the reason we're not safe. No, no, no. Quality of living is about understanding that we are always standing in a posture, right, to receive back every person into community, that no one has to go away. And when you say housing, I think it, I see it in the newspaper and I see it in phrasing, you know, housing, you know, that's where we live, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's that, what does a house mean? That's what right. is the livingness of that house? Um, and, and how does that connect with the next neighbor and, or does it, you know, and, and, and what does that mean? Sometimes I think housing, we use it as such a limiting word mm -hmm. because we associate it with a actual house mm -hmm. and then it's restricted from persons who might be renting a house mm -hmm. or might be renting an apartment um, or who could be in public housing. Mm -hmm. You know, we sometimes get pretty stingy with mm -hmm. the idea of housing in, in terms of what who should receive quality housing. But for PPNA, and there's a privilege around oh my gosh. housing. That's right. We have over 50% of our community who are renters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we believe certainly that those renters are home dwellers. Mm -hmm. That's their home. Mm -hmm. They are very much raising their families. They are very much being a part of the community by the act of renting. And our homeowners are also a, a, an important facet, right, of community. And so that's just, again, speaks to how we look at um, the work that we are privileged to be a part of, it's everyone and everything. And we want everyone and everything to be healthy, to have quality access to affordable and livable housing, whether you're renting or owning. And businesses. And businesses, for sure. And creating a healthy business community. What does that mean for you? Um, businesses that feel supported, 
supported by the neighbors in the community, supported by the other businesses in the community, mm -hmm. supported by access to resources in order to invest in their community, um, especially sometimes in areas where there's still a, a need to help uh, drive traffic right to those businesses so that they can thrive. And sometimes that means access to capital. You know, that every business in South Minneapolis or Potterhorn or Greater Potterhorn, for me, a healthy business community are those that understand what resources are available, um, has equity in how they can access those resources. Um, and then we, as a neighborhood or association, is often thinking about what is our role in promoting, inspiring residents and other businesses to patronize mm -hmm. that which is right in our backyard, right, or right invest, next door. Invest in our neighborhood. Ex exactly. Yeah. With, with our pocketbook. With our dollars. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a little about a very creative way that you're going to be supporting small businesses and big ideas. Um, you got a competition going. We do. Yeah, you're going to get local hustlers, makers, and entrepreneurs in the Minneapolis area for your first ever Shark Tank. We're excited. <laughs> and well, you should be. And in our next segment, we're going to hear about Shark Tank. Um, and, and those folks that have business interests and may even want to participate, listen up. There, there is a deadline for getting involved for your, if you're in Minneapolis, so we'll be talking about that too. And you're listening to Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we'll be right back with Shark Tank. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the Jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel, Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the bluegrass band, Pert Near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critics pick, My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. Hi, it's Tom inviting you to the Blue State Ball VIP reception on Saturday, March 10th at the Blaisdell. VIP starts at 530 where you can meet and take selfies with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM950 hosts. The reception is a hosted bar with butler past hors d'oeuvres, great music from Paul Metza, and signed book giveaways. Then stick around for general admission at 7. So come mingle with me, Norman Goldman, another AM950 host during the Blue State Ball VIP reception. VIP tickets are at am950radio.com. I'll see you at the Blue State Ball. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA Burn Wise campaign. It has important information about clean burning fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hi, Matt McNeil from AM950. I bought my newest Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota in July, and I'm so in love with it. It's comfortable if I'm running the kids to activities or on a longer road trip. It's safe with backup cameras, blind spot protection, and the safety features Toyotas are known for. And it's fun with the bells and whistles, EcoDrive, sunroof, and so much more. I love my new Rudy Luther Toyota Sienna. Stop into Rudy Luther and test drive one yourself at 394 and 169, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis. 
morning and welcome back. I'm Lori Fitz with Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we're talking about neighborhood. We're talking about crazy good business and doing fun things to build enthusiasm and new ways of thinking about how to do business. And we have, as part of our our show today, and my co-host, I'm calling her, (laughs) my new good dear friend, Executive Director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, Tabitha Montgomery. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you, Lori. I'm glad that you're going to be here to to ask some good questions, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do what I can. There you go. There you go. So tell me about Shark Tank. So I love this setup again. Crazy good. So, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of Crazy Good? So PPNA or Potterhorn Park Neighborhood Association, we also are home is home to the Potterhorn Art Fair. And that happens the first weekend in August. And Potterhorn Shark Tank is all about tapping into that same level of creative energy, trying to inspire and understand not only what the community is interested in from a business perspective, but encouraging um, aspiring entrepreneurs, makers and hustlers to take that either first step or to keep going. And so this is a small business competition open to not only established businesses, but emerging businesses or even just an idea. So even if you don't have necessarily necessarily a full-on business case, this competition is still for you. If you are um, within the Minneapolis area, this is the competition that you want to be a part of. We're coming up on the application deadline on March 11th, um, but it's something that's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's a little bit of a riff on Powderhorn Shark Tank in that we are looking to have probably anywhere between 20 to 30 finalists. We have an amazing array of jurors from across uh, the Twin Cities, some of which that we're going to have an opportunity to connect in with today just to hear about what their interest is in Shark Tank and what is uh, how we aligned on how they can contribute in a meaningful way to helping us to identify some of the best uh, new ideas and or expanding ideas in the competition. Now, if folks want to apply and they're in the Minneapolis area, can they find it on powderhornartfair.com? They can find it on actually, uh, it's PPNA dot org backslash powderhorn shark tank do that one more time <laughs> absolutely so if you go to uh www dot p as in paul p as in paul and as in nancy a as in apple dot org and then backslash powderhorn shark tank and they can apply. They can apply. It's all online. Um, there's several diff- There's a couple different applications. So whether or not you are looking to enter the established business category. So, and that doesn't mean you just have to have a brick and mortar or a storefront. You could be a consultancy or you could be um, a home-based business and you're, you've been in business for several years. You could be emerging. Maybe you've been dabbling in the farmer's market circuit or you kind of have a product and you're just getting going. Or it's just an idea. And so then that would be in kind of the startup and big idea um, application. But you can do it all online. And there are two things that I'm really excited about. One, this is the first annual. First annual. So there's going to be more. There's going to be more. I like that. Yes. The other thing is that, that all the ideas matter in that even if you're not selected. That's right. Those ideas are kept. And that's good stuff to keep. It's amazing stuff. I mean, I think that's such a great point, Lori, because one of the other goals outside of um, providing a pathway to maybe some financial or monetary support for all of these uh, businesses that uh, get, not all, but those that win from being finalists, is that we as a neighborhood association want to have access to a repository of ideas so that sometimes when we are having an opportunity to meet with um, developers or meeting with some of our elected leaders and talking about what the community is interested in or what most interested want? in, then we have You got some, it. Exactly. We have information <laughs> Uh-huh. to some of the ideas that have come through the competition. So we're equally excited about that. That's wonderful. Now, we have someone who's called in to talk a little bit about that, and we've got Monica. Yes, Monica is joining us this morning. She is with Women Venture, and she is one of our uh, A-plus jurors who will be doing the reviewing of the applications that come in. So our staff or the association, we are not judging um, the application, so it's a little bit of separation of church and state. There you go. <laughs> um, so, Monica, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, you both, Lori and Tabby Tab, for having me speaking this morning. It's a pleasure. Oh, we're delighted to have you. Now, I understand that you've got quite a, a variety of uh, backgrounds in assessing business ideas and packaging loans and helping with the creation of management of business loan program. So you've got quite the background there. 
Correct. I have been just a short time in economic development, 17 years, but the organization I work for has been uh, an economic development organization for 40 years. So that combination gave us a good um, foundation for being um, a juror at this wonderful event and very creative. I'm very excited. Awesome. And is there a special interest that you have in, in wanting to support this? Yes. Um, I live in uh, South Minneapolis as well, the Longfellow area, and I've been here for 14 years. I see the benefits of residents supporting their local businesses. I've seen the benefits, mutual benefits. And so when this idea came up, and plus being already a partner of Butterhunt uh, Neighborhood Association, um, I thought of a great way to uh, engage the business community into a um, a, to a time that will be not only recognized for their efforts and for what they do and who they are, but also into uh, being um, exposed to the residents and to um, more communities uh, outside of Potterhorn Park Neighborhood Association. I thought of a great, this is a great way of um, helping them get uh, continuing the connection and for startups um, is a is a, is a way for them to know that they do have the support. So if uh, that great idea is um, it's going to uh, get off the ground, that they know that there is support, local support, and other supports that Pearl Home Park Neighborhood Association is bringing, like Women Ventures. And, um, it's not located its office in in the area, but there are um, resources like like us and like other economic development organizations, including the state, including the city, the municipality, etc. So I thank you, uh, Potterhorn Park Neighborhood Association, for uh, doing this event for um, local business owners. Um, it's wonderful. And and Monica, we thank you for being a part of it as a juror. I mean, one of the things about uh, your background that really um, motivated us to ask and see if you would be willing and had the time to participate has just been your history of partnering with a wide range of small business uh, clients. And so from a variety of backgrounds, from a variety of socioeconomic status, from a, a variety of um, racial and, and cultural um, backgrounds. So why don't you um, kind of help us to understand how that sometimes has rooted you even in the current work, just in helping to make sure that um, all of our aspiring business owners have access to capital? Absolutely, yes. Um, yes, it, that has been the core of my experience working with small businesses, many of them new immigrant uh, owners, and in within that category, um, and, called and, minority. And I, Monica, but, um, Monica, yes, yes. we we asked you a really great question, but I, I didn't let uh, my friend Tabitha know that we were coming to the end of the segment. So it's all on me. Oh. <laughs> but I want sure, you to sure. save that okay. because I want you to start with uh, talking about not only how you serve, but who you're serving and how that better utilization of those services are happening. And I'm excited about that. So I got to put talking you on pause. The organization? Yeah, I'm going to put you on pause for just a moment while we go to break, but then you'll come back. All right. Yeah. We'll be talking to you soon. Guys, like having a place to live, eating food, wearing clothes. Sending 639 texts a week on a shiny new phone? There's one thing that can help you get the money to do all of those things. It's called a job. If you're a guy turning 18, there's one important thing you need to do to make sure the job market is wide open for you. Register with the Selective Service System at SSS.gov. Failing to register with Selective Service would mean you'd not only be breaking the law, you'd also be unable to apply for federal jobs, many state and municipal jobs and all kinds of job training programs the government offers. So guys, take a minute and register with the Selective Service. You'll keep your job prospects open. Otherwise, how are you going to get the basketball shoes with full-length responsive cushioning and an outsole cutout for low-profile impact protection? Take that minute. Go to sss.gov and register with Selective Service and keep all your options open. Remember, it's quick, it's easy, it's the law. 
Now on display at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of beautiful icons and sacred art from the 19th century called Russian Sacred Art Connecting Heaven and Earth. Liturgical music from the best Russian choirs gently accompanies your experience of these pillars of spiritual life. Open daily and with free parking, Timora is the easiest museum to get to Minneapolis, so plan your visit today at tmora.org. That is tmora.org. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Located in the vibrant Lynn Lake neighborhood in Minneapolis, the Jungle Theater sparks meaningful dialogue through compelling stories, meaningful acting, and exquisite design. The Jungle is more than just a theater, though. It's a community that inspires empathy and reflects our changing world. This winter, experience the magic of the jungle with a duet of dynamic one-person plays. First is Ishmael, in which one actor gives a tour de force of the many voices of Herman Melville's classic novel, Moby Dick, accompanied by members of the bluegrass band, Pert Near Sandstone. Ishmael is on stage January 13th through February 4th. Next up, from February 10th through March 4th, is New York Times critic's pick, My Mother Has Four Noses, written and performed by acclaimed singer-songwriter Jonathan Brooke. This show is the beautiful and heartbreaking tale of Jonathan's final two years together with her mother, who was battling Alzheimer's. Buy your tickets now by going to jungletheater.com or treat yourself to a subscription for the 2018 season by calling the box office at 612-822-7063. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be mostly sunny with a high near 49, turning to clouds tonight with a low near 37. Tomorrow there's a chance of drizzle with a high near 45, and Monday we could see rain and snow with a high near 36. Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Victor's 1959 Cafe. Come enjoy traditional Cuban recipes in a relaxed, casual, and festive Cuban environment. Located at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. And for more details, visit eatlocalminnesota.com. And welcome back. I'm Lori Fitz, and you're listening to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you joined the conversation and are part of it. We're talking about neighborhoods. We're talking about Shark Tank. We're talking about businesses. We're talking about having fun and feeling connected in a neighborly way. And I have a neighborly co-host today. Thank you, uh, thank you. Yes, the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, Tabitha Montgomery. Thank you again, Lori, for having me on. I mean, I am just delighted that we have this time to talk about one of our upcoming events, which is new, and it's certainly grounded in building connection and community with businesses, Mm -hmm. and not just established businesses, but emerging businesses or startup businesses through our small business makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs (laughs) uh, competition (laughs) called Potterhorn Shark Tank. And so uh, one of the persons that we had introduced your listening audience to just before we went to break was Monica Romero, who's with Women Venture, and she's one of our esteemed jurors who will be helping us to identify the finalists um, in the competition. And so, Monica, before we went to break, one of the things that I have begun to chat with you about is just that in your career, you've had so much experience um, identifying businesses from a lot of different backgrounds or and, and small business owners with a lot of different backgrounds. Can you just kind of help us to understand what you've seen to be the value of having diverse businesses um, and community has been and how that has helped to build those communities up? Sure. I will put it in, in, in one sentence, but I will um, explain my sentence. It's, it's about being universal. Um, and so when we, um, when we recognize that there is talent anywhere, uh, including outside of this beautiful uh, country, and when we welcome, welcome the uh, new immigrant population wanted to be uh, entrepreneurs, here because many of them had been entrepreneurs in their countries or had been working in the uh, businesses of their family members for for years. And so when we um, support and, and recognize that talent, we add to the beauty and the, uh, and, and the opportunities of knowing and, and being part of something different that makes us 
greater. <clears throat> I have been working with uh, um, new immigrant population, uh, diverse population for for many years, and I am I feel very comfortable with the Latino population, the Somali, the Hmong, um, African American population, and new immigrants from East Africa as well. So that is so that's what it means being universal, being in a way in in. In a, in a place in which I value a person, regardless where that person is from, but I value that person with what that person comes with, the culture, the color, the taste, the way of doing things, the way of talking with me, the way of playing with their kids, um, um, the clothing, and so on, etc., so, Monica, as we kind of maybe wrap up, maybe if there was one closing thought you could give our listening audience about a reason to, if they have a business idea or they are already in established businesses, one reason maybe for them to apply to Potterhorn Shark Tank. Yes, I strongly believe that the jurors are going to offer you a safe place for you to describe and explain why do you think that you are going to that you deserve to win this prize and use the use us as an opportunity to um, to practice your description of your business or your business idea to eventually that's going to that's what you're going to do with other audience so feel safe with this audience with this um, uh, project or with this program or opportunity for for you the short tank and use that as um, um, as an exercise for what you're going to do the rest of your time while you are um, a business owner. I wish you good luck, and I I hope you apply because again, this is a great opportunity to test uh, what how you um, explain your business and your business idea. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we so appreciate that you joined the conversation today and are helping folks get connected to this great opportunity. Yes. Good Thank luck you. to you. And I'm looking forward to coming to Shark Tank. Uh, and that takes place in May. Yes. The actual competition yes. will be held on May 19th. And, the, and we're going to have another show to celebrate it and give people the lowdown on how exciting that's going to be. The but entire lowdown. But today we're talking about, you know, the folks that are the jurors. And we have someone else who's joining us who is a juror, uh, Chris Montana. You want to do the introduction for Chris? Absolutely. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good beer. Uh, so Chris Montana is a small business owner right in the greater Powderhorn uh, community. He is the head distiller of Do Nord Crafts and Spirits, which is a family-owned business that he and his wife has brought to the Twin Cities. Um, he is just amazing and creative and has a very broad and unique background. Um, and so he's been representing our community well. Um, so, Chris, one of the things that we want to do a little bit uh, this morning is to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit first about Do Nord and everything that it means to you and how you got started, maybe on your own personal entrepreneur story. And then we'll spend a little bit of time talking about Shark Tank. I can certainly do that, though. I, I hope I don't scare anybody off. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, the the, you know, the, the so life of an entrepreneur is, is definitely exciting and definitely we want you to keep an it adventure. Real, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I had the idea to start this business. Really, I, I knew that I wanted to own some manner of business, um, largely because I didn't always work well with bosses. But I knew I wanted to do that at a fairly early age. Um, I didn't really know where that was going to land. I actually thought, because I had spent a long time brewing beer just on a hobby level, that I might do a brewery. But, you know, we, uh, my wife and I had our ears to the ground and uh, had we're kind of checking out the landscape. There was actually, it was supposed to work the other way around. I was supposed to be the one <laughs> working the real job while my wife was starting up the business, which we, we decided not to do that one. Um, and it's probably a good thing. I don't think it would have gone anywhere, but we, uh, uh, I saw that the law had changed that would allow for micro distilleries in Minnesota. And I thought nobody's doing this. And my wife grew up on a farm in central Minnesota and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they grow corn out there. And so we thought, well, we've got a bunch of corn <laughs> and you can make booze from corn. That's right. Nobody's doing this in the city. Why not us? <laughs> so, you know, we had that idea in February of 2013 and we started the business and, uh, or at least we had a, a lease on 
on our current facility by August of that year. So it was kind of business and fast forward, which I don't know that I would necessarily advise. We had our reasons for doing it that way, but, um, and we took a, a different path than most of the, uh, uh, distilleries that started up around the same time and in truth most of the breweries that have started up in minnesota we didn't raise any money um, and we didn't go out and get investors which if i had it to do again i probably would have but you know the good side of that is that we own all of it the bad side of it is that uh, it meant it was going to take a lot out of us in terms of just time effort long nights um so you know, again, not trying to scare anybody no, off, no. but it's, but it, had you, know, you had an opportunity, want to go that route. Had you had an Sorry, opportunity shoot. to to work with other people, like what Shark Tank? I, I think you bring that reality that a lot of people feel alone and and don't quite know what to do. If you'd had a community like the the Shark Tank is creating, mm-hmm. is that something that you think uh, would have been beneficial to you as you started out? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the difficult things um, in I suppose starting any business, you know, this is a manufacturing business and uh, it's also a business that there, there aren't many people. Well, there are very few at all people who look like me who do this. Um, but it, it's a difficult business to get into no matter who you are. And you're, and, you're one of the only black owned micro distillery in the country, right? Yeah, we are the only one, which, you know, I, I, we we, t- we we don't tell people that a ton, although recently we have started to do so, and in part because it's not something that I wear as a badge of honor. You know, you should be proud of the things you do, not right. of what other people haven't done yet. Right. And, you know, in, in our case, I think that it's it's an indictment, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. There are almost 1,600 micro distilleries in the country. There should be more than one that's black-owned. Um, and we're working on that, and trying to connect with people who are interested in doing this kind of work. And we also make sure that when we are hiring, we're, we're making sure that people know that this is a safe place. And we always encourage women and minorities to apply because that's the bench that hopefully will go start up the distillery that will be my competitor. And that's the only way that we're going to start to change numbers like that. Well, Chris, you know, um, I would actually, you know, share in the fact that it's not only necessarily an indictment, but certainly I think Do Nord is a part of the light. And so as much as it's a, a, a not something that we want to wear as a badge of honor when we are the first right up at bat, I still think that it's very much relevant in terms of how you even began um, just some of the, the history of your business is that you had several other ideas, right, that you and your wife had discussed or per- perhaps were considering and exploring. And I think that that connects right back to Powderhorn Shark Tank. I mean, people we want to apply or to see themselves applying in this competition is not not just having the one perfect idea, but you might have several ideas and there's a, a prize associated with Shark Tank that might just be enough to help you to keep going with that idea. And so um, maybe if you can kind of help us to get a sense of on the journey of being an entrepreneur, um, do you think it only just takes the one idea or have you seen um, success really come when people are constantly thinking about ways for them to um, earn and build wealth for themselves? Uh, certainly the, uh, the, the latter, you know, we, in, in my brief experience, I think the people who are best in business are the ones who are diverse in their own experience and are open, uh, open both, uh, new ideas, um, for things that aren't necessarily that they can see are directly connected to their business, but also open uh, to new ways of doing things and not stuck in their ways. And so I think that if you're the type of person who has, a number of different ideas of different things you can do. Uh, that's a double-edged sword. The good side of that is that you're thinking and you at least see yourself in that space. And that's one of the, the hardest things I think. Um, in fact, I would say it's the most difficult thing that people have good ideas, but they don't pull the trigger. They don't say, you know, yeah, but I could do that. Um, and you don't need to come from a ton of money to, to start your own business. Um, you need to get connected to resources. You need to do things like the Powderhorn Shark Tank. Um, the, other side uh, of the equation is, you know, you can be an idea machine and that's great, but then you start to concern yourself about the opportunity cost. And I had this one great idea. I could go do this thing or now I got another great idea. Well, if I do one, I can't do the other. And while that's not 100% true, there is a nugget of truth in there. 
you can't necessarily do all things unless you're blessed to come from all the money in the world and you can hire other people to start these things for you. You probably are going to need to focus. And from my experience um, from doing this business for a considerable amount of time while working my day job, uh, we only really started to make Denord move forward when we were all in and when we were terrified. Right. right. Uh, and, you know, so that that's the other side of that sword. You know, at some point you've got to sit yourself down and hopefully get some objective advice because you may have a good idea of something that should happen, but it might not be a business. Right. right? But get some objective advice at, you know, from hopefully not from your from your mom or your dad, but even an organization like the Powderhorn Shark Tank. And Chris, this might have legs and then do it. And Chris, I love the, the all in. That's that, right. Because that's the heart of it. And we're all in at the end yep. of the segment. <laughs> but I want you to stay tuned and stay with us for the, the last segment. We, uh, we have more questions for you. So thank you for listening to Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we'll be right back. Connections Radio Show wants to feature your favorite nonprofits as well as the arts that mean the most to you. Do you have a nonprofit you care about or an artist that you'd like to have featured on Connections Radio Show? We have very reasonable advertising and sponsorship packages that would provide for an on air segment or perhaps a whole show. Interested? I'm Lori Fitz, and contact me at fitzradio at gmail.com. That's F I T Z radio at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Spur your imagination at Stages Theatre with the steampunk dance-inspired retelling of The Nightingale. Opening March 9th, you'll be charmed by the retelling of Hans Christian Andersen's classic fairy tale as you're swept into a whirlwind of mayhem as the matchmaker's mechanical bird creates a frenzy in the mayor's festival of progress. A delightfully contagious tune is designed into a comical over-the-top platter that frays the nerves of one and all as they yearn for the songs of natural beauty. Enjoy the journey as the town learns to find balance between technological progress and the healing music of the real Nightingale. This world premiere adaptation, written by Jennifer Kirkaby and composed by Shirley Meyer, is told through original music and celebrates the sixth dance-inspired collaboration with Escalate Dance. Stages the Nightingale runs from March 9th to the 25th and plays Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. For ticket information, visit stagestheater.org. Introducing a breakthrough in time management technology. A whole new day of the week. It's called Someday. Ingenious. Perhaps someday you are going to go skydiving. Enter a hot dog eating contest. Maybe ride a mechanical bull. Now it's on the calendar. You may want to retire someday. Ready for that? You'll really want this. A My Social Security account at socialsecurity.gov. You can estimate your future benefits, plan for your retirement, and how to save for it. If you already receive benefits, you can manage them online. Millions of people already have a My Social Security account. In fact, someone opens one about every six seconds. Get yours today, because someday is here at socialsecurity.gov. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. This show always goes so fast. It was a blink when we just got started, and uh, I'm glad you've been with us today because we've been having a really good conversation about neighborhood um, and business and supporting each other and investing in each other. And we have my new good best friend, executive director <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, Tabitha Montgomery, and she's my co-host today in introducing the folks that are uh, – part of this amazing adventure uh, with both the Potterhorn Park Neighborhood Association as well as Shark Tank. And to find 
more information. How would folks who are listening get a hold of that information? I'm glad you asked, Lori. <laughs> you know, everyone. we're talking about Powderhorn Shark Tank. And so if everyone wanted to know more or to apply, head right over to www.ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. There you will find everything you need to know about how to apply and then actually when the competition date will be, which is May 19th. But the application closing is coming up. It's right around the corner, which is March 11th. So you have a few more days. Um, if you have a big idea um, or if you have an established business, we want to hear from you. So run over to the website and check it out. And it's for anyone in the Minneapolis, in Minneapolis. Anyone in Minneapolis can apply. That's absolutely right. Not just Powderhorn Park, but you you guys are hosting it. That's right. We're hosting, <laughs> but we're throwing one big party, right? We're throwing one big party. So everyone in Minneapolis is encouraged and invited um, to apply. If you have, a, again, an idea, an established business, uh, this competition is for you. And we have one of the jurors online. Welcome back, Chris. So Chris Montana is the head distiller and CEO over at Do Nord Craft Spirits. Um, Lori and I had the opportunity to chat with Chris uh, just before the prior break. Um, he is the only um, black-owned micro distillery in the country, um, and Chris was making a phenomenal point about how um, we don't want our accomplishments to be worn as a bad badge of honor, um, especially when we, as a, in the uh, as a person of color, um, are seen as just the first one to something. But how is he helping to create room for others to be a part of this uh, industry? And Chris is one of our jurors for Shark Tank, and he is sharing his experience. Um, and wisdom about being a young entrepreneur. So, Chris, uh, before we were headed into break, you were sharing with us some of the things to keep in mind when you have a lot of ideas and looking to get feedback from people in your network. Can you just pick back up on that last thought? Yeah, I, I, I think that it's important. It's, again, good to have the idea. Good start, right? Uh, it's important to start to drill down and uh, there are a lot of people out there who are either in that industry or are around or organizations or events like Powderhorn Shark Tank where people are looking to help you. But uh, you got to do some research. And I'll tell you, I have a lot of people come into this shop, tons of them really, and less now. But when we first started, it was a daily event. Someone came in and said, I want to start a distillery too. And I knew that they were serious and I'll generally help anybody as much as I can. But when someone came in and it was clear they hadn't done any of their own research and they were looking for me to do it for them, um, you know, I already have a day job and I can't do that. And I'm, I'm interested to help people who are also interested in helping themselves. So you have to make sure that you've done your research uh, into that industry and where you think you're going to fit in. Uh, the, the next thing that I would say is, uh, you know, I come from a campaign background and planning is everything. So after you do that research, create a plan. Create a plan that has you hopefully at some day making a profit, uh, but probably not in your first year, maybe not in your second, but create a plan that is a real workable plan because you're going to need that when you get on to the next thing, which is money. Um, there are people who want to give you money, uh, either because they want to see you do well in the community or because they want to make money off of you. And that could be a bank, uh, that could be an investor, but uh, as long as your idea is just an idea, there needs to be some way that that idea is going to either pay back the money or pay in the social capital that they want to see in their neighborhood. And so there needs to be some sort of a clear plan, uh, a realistic plan. They always say in, a, in campaign sense that nobody ever plans for toilet paper. But you're <laughs> probably going to buy toilet paper. Right. Right. So when you see a plan that has toilet paper in it, you know somebody's being real. Uh, right. right? Um, the next part is, you know, you, you obviously have to, you know, at some point you're, you're going to make this thing happen. And once you get those funds uh, and figure out where you're going to be and, and, and all that, uh, you're going to start this business. And then just know you're going to change your plan. You did all that research, all that work to make the perfect plan. And now you find out that you're wrong and you're wrong about so many things. And or, no matter who you, you find, are and how smart you are, Or you find an happen. opportunity that's like, wait a minute, this changes it up. This, this disrupts exactly. the plan. I mean, yeah. I, it's kind of like when I prepare for this radio. Who, <laughs> if you've never done this before, I'd yeah. never run a distillery. I'd never run a small business. Yeah. I'd run a, parts of a campaign before. Uh -huh. But there were things about this industry I didn't know. Yeah. And if I, I've looked at my old campaign, I'd love to say campaign plan, my old business plan, 
And, you know, it's, it's a comedy document to me now, uh-huh. right? But because it was based on I assumptions had no idea. of what you knew. It was based on assumptions. It was the best thing that I had there. And it was but you putting one foot in front of the other. that plan, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, and Chris, it was you taking and putting one foot in front of the other. And, Chris, we, yep. do, we do have someone that's just called in that is an applicant. So we're going to work her in uh, before the couple. We have a couple more minutes left. So I'm going to keep you here, uh, but we're going to also bring Danita in. Danita, are, are you on the line? I am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Danita. So glad you could join us. And you've got your <laughs> famous black eyed peas? I do. It's called these peas. I love black eyed peas. Now, I, I moved around a lot, but I was in Virginia in my high school, and it was always the best thing to do on, on um, New Year's Eve, and the first thing you should eat yep. on New Year's Day was your black eyed peas. That's right. Yeah, the black eyed peas. You well, the tradition is like you eat them for New Year's Day, and then they're supposed to bring you good luck in the future. That's year, right. In that new year, so prosperity. You eat them uh, like a spoonful of black eyed peas. So, Danita, what, if you could give us a thirty second uh, PSA on why did you decide to apply to Powderhorn Shark Tank? What would you say to our listening audience? Um, anyone that's looking to open a business or anyone that's looking to, you know, do something more with an idea that they have, Shark Tank would be the perfect platform for that because it gives you this chance to, like, introduce your product, see what it takes to get it up off the ground, and then at the end, here's this great prize for you doing so great, you know, for taking it to the next level. Um so I think Powderhorn Shark Tank has that exact feel to it. Oh, excellent. We're glad that you felt that way, and we're glad that you have already applied. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tabitha, we've got an exciting show coming up uh, in a few weeks where we'll be talking about the event, but give us a quick little preview. So it's going to be open to everyone in the community, whether you live in Minneapolis or not. It's going to be on Saturday, May 19th, between 2.30 and 6 o'clock p.m. There's going to be a speed coaching area so that even if you did not apply, that if you have an idea, you can talk with about 15 different resources, people from legal and um, um, financing and insurance to talk about all the variables that go into your business. So, so much is going to happen on that day, including being able to cast your vote. So you got to be there, and you'll hear more about it on our next radio show. And I have one more plug to do. Tomorrow night, Phoenix Theater, uh, this Sunday, it's going to have some play readings on gun control and theater action. Wonderful opportunity. I'll be there doing some readings, so come on down. We'd love to see you. Uh, Thank you, Tabitha. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for all the good things that you're doing in the neighborhood and building it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to be on air with you this Saturday.